You're listening to the Midtown Church Sermon Podcast. Midtown Church is a family loved and served by God, compelled to love and serve each other and Austin with God. Learn more at midtownaustin.org. Glad you're here. And uh, that was a fast coffee break. I'm a, I'm a coffee drinker. John Piper says we're going to drink coffee in heaven, and I'm not a Calvinist, but I believe that. Okay. Um, Anyway, my name's Keith, and I'm Red River. As Jeff said, one of the elders here, and I've been involved in pastoral ministry uh, at Red River and an incarnation of it called South Shore Church before then, since 2000. And before that, I was bivocational. I, I taught high school for 20 years, and people ask me, what's the difference? I just say, well, not a, lot, not a whole lot. <laughs> you know, you're taking, you're taking care of people, you're, you're teaching them, you're trying to help them walk. Uh, in life, and of course, with Jesus in this case. Anyway, I'm, I'm so glad you're here this morning, and sorry for the feedback. They're going to work on that. I want to say with all the enthusiasm that I can to the Midtown folks, welcome to your new home. I'm really happy you're here, and I really, uh, really want to bless you for that. Um, I was thinking about how Paul, you know, in all of his writings to the churches, he said, he always said grace and peace, and Peter wanted to be one up on him, and he said grace and peace be multiplied unto you, you know, and I really want that to happen, that grace, which is not just God's acceptance, but God's power and influence by the Holy Spirit in our lives that's reflected in who we are and what we do, be upon you in the peace of Christ that passes all understanding, and I bless you with that this morning, and I really am praying that Midtown, as it finds its home here, will be so fruitful. We'll, I think it's an answer to prayer for your leaders and for people that have been praying. And I pray that it will be an answer that will result in fruitfulness. That you can pray the audacious prayer that Paul tells us to pray in Ephesians 3. That God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine. And I know, I know Jake and Justin are visionary, so that's a big tall order, isn't it? And yet the Lord says, I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do more. Okay. What I want to do just for a few minutes here is, is just talk to you about what kind of home you're walking into. You know, you get a new home, you kind of go, okay. <laughs> didn't, know, didn't know that the uh, plumbing leaked or whatever. And, uh, but I want to talk to you a little bit about the, the home that you're walking into. I don't know everything. This is an unfolding story. But, but first of all, as has already been said, this is a home with a history. I think 1962 was the, f- you probably can tell by the decor that it was 1962. Uh, the first part of this building was built, even Evangelical Free Church. A lot of the people were Swedish speaking back when Austin was a really pretty sleepy town. Okay. And then in uh, 2003, uh, First DV Free moved to Southwest Austin. Now they're called the Oaks, right? And uh, this property with this, they sell. And as has been said, you know, there was a look at, okay, what, what do we do with this? They, they needed the money for the new facility, but it, it was put on the heart of people like Dan Davis and others that this property needed to remain in the kingdom of God. And uh, so Dan... Uh, who's a really good friend of mine, a, a mentor of mine, really stepped into the breach and Hope Chapel went on the line for us so that we could sign a note. EV Free took our uh, bid on this place, even though it was lower than other 
peoples because they believed that God wanted us to be here. So you're part of an ongoing story, and I think now there's a new juncture in the history of this property, as, as Justin has already said. I don't know exactly where it ends, but God is up to something. God is rebirthing something, and you're a part of that, and that's exciting, isn't it? So I just want to bless you that you're a part of that. Part of the, the home you're inheriting, you have roommates. How many of you have roommates? <laughs> Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun? But this is a special place because God's put it on our heart that we're not supposed to just have one uh, entity control this whole property, but it's to be a kingdom enterprise. Amen? Amen? It's to be a kingdom enterprise. And so the Lord is calling us all to think differently about church and think differently about our activities together and to, to look at the fact that God is so much bigger than our little fellowship. And he's so much bigger than what happens on this property. He is the one who fills all things so that he can fill us his church by the Holy Spirit and we can manifest that fullness to the world. So we're going to have some growing pains as we learn to navigate and serve one another and you've got good leaders who want to do that right now there's a church that meets in the afternoon called austin city life some of you know about that i'm going to lead a missional group on this campus that looks to reach out to this neighborhood there are probably other churches coming in and other nonprofits. i had a dream a few years ago where i the lord just showed me all of these different christians from different backgrounds and groups working together to bring glory we're going to and to reach this neighborhood. Does that sound okay? Yeah, we're going to have to die for that to happen, though. <laughs> we have to die to our own desires, and, and then we'll see the rebirth. The Lord has a new history for us. I love this passage in Acts 4, as the church was encountering persecution. It says the whole congregation of believers was united as one, one heart, one mind, they didn't even claim ownership of their possessions. No one said, that's mine, you can't have it. This is Eugene Peterson in the message. I'm sorry, you, you teach at a Bible church, maybe you ought to. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I like humor. I like humor. Sometimes people actually get my jokes. All right. They shared everything. The apostles gave powerful witness to the resurrection of the master Jesus and grace was on all of them. And so it turned out that not a person among them was needy. Those who owned fields or houses sold them and brought them or brought the price of the sale to the apostles and made an offering of it. The apostles then distributed it according to each person's need. So that, that's one thing we really, really felt is we want, we're not, we're not just looking to see this be a rental facility. We're looking for people with a kingdom heart who want to cooperate to bring glory to Christ that follow in the footsteps of people like Tim Hawks, who's kind of your founder, and, and Dan Davis, who say that there's one church in Austin, Texas, and Jesus Christ is its leader, and to have that kind of heart, all right? So I'm going to have to grow in that. You're going to have to grow in that. We're, you know, sometimes we're going to be roommates that step on each other's toes and we need to forgive each other quickly and, and learn how to communicate well and bless one another, right? We'll do that and, and it will be 
it will be really good. The, the final thing I want to say is, is I really believe the Lord wants us to care about this community in a new way. I really do. Yeah. You know, the last couple of months in my life, I've really had the Lord just challenge me so much on how much and how comfortable I am in a Christian culture and a culture that essentially we're in a neighborhood here where people really don't care that we're worshiping this morning, folks. Do you know that? They really don't care. But they need Jesus Christ. And so I hope that all of us will have a heart like Jesus had for people in this neighborhood. You know, Jesus, look at the multitudes. And he said, they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he multiplied his ministry, sent out the 12, sent out the 72. Because his heart was moved with compassion. And compassion is something that the Holy Spirit puts in your heart, gets a hold of you, and just causes you to say, oh Lord, I, I cannot rest until you are shown to a people. We need to start thinking like missionaries. Amen. And what what is this neighborhood? How, how can this neighborhood see the Lord Jesus and the good works we do on this corner? I think there are going to be things taking place on this corner in the future that will connect with this neighborhood that will allow us to share the gospel to see disciples follow Jesus Christ. I was praying. I'm a charismatic, so, you know, you guys got to forgive me here. Okay. <laughs> I was on retreat this summer. And I was praying for this neighborhood. And a guy I hadn't heard from in a long time texted me and said, Keith, as I was praying just now, the Lord really said to me that he's going to pour out his spirit on the neighborhood around Red River Church. And I said, let it be, Lord. <laughs> let it happen, Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So I just welcome you to this journey. Uh, I'll be here a lot of times. If, if you want to come talk, I want to be your friend. I want to be a connector of, of churches and ministries and efforts. I want to be a servant. Forgive me when I'm not, <laughs> but that's my hope. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, that you have us on a journey like you had Abraham on a journey. And Lord, we don't know exactly where that journey ends. Well, we do. It ends in heaven. <laughs> It ends in the city whose builder and maker is God. But Lord, this morning, I really just want to bless Midtown Church. And I really want to bless their leaders, Jake and Justin. And I really want to say, praise the Lord for what you're doing. And Lord, we want to join you on this journey as we follow you, as, as we do your will, as we see much fruit. Lord, we pray for this neighborhood, Lord. Lord, we, we cry out to you. We cry out to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we're with people that don't know their left hand from the right. They're harassed and helpless, sheep without a shepherd, and we are the light of the world. And we are a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Oh, Lord Jesus, get a heart, hold of our hearts. 
bring repentance to us when we've sought, or just to have our own way and have our own organizations and have our own clubs and give us a heart for the world and incarnate us in this neighborhood and in this place to be salt and light. Lord, let your spirit be poured out upon this neighborhood to bring conviction of sin and to draw people to the Savior. Lord, we lash ourselves to the mast of grace this morning as the world just goes up and down all around us and there's a great storm. We latch ourselves to the mast of grace and say, oh, how great is your grace toward us and your love toward us and your mercy toward us. And we want to be a channel of it to others. Lord, thank you. Thank you for this time. Thank you for what you're going to do and what you are doing. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Keith. What a blessing. Keith, thanks so much uh, for that. And uh, Red River Church, thank you so much for this. Uh, God is doing an amazing thing today. And uh, he is doing it, uh, Red River Church, through y'all in a lot of ways. Like this is what's happening right here. Like just blows me away, blows Midtown away. Like this is a a radical uh, generosity open-handedness that you are extending us that is a powerful reflection of the gospel of Christ. It's not normal, and it is beautiful. And I just want to take a minute to respond to that, and the, and the only w- way I, <laughs> I know how, or at least in the most fitting way that I can think of right now, which is to just take a minute and give uh, honor and give thanks. Think about what the Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 13, verse 7. He says, uh, give to everyone what you owe them. And then he goes on to list things like pay taxes and pay, you know, pay bills and all that kind of stuff. But he ends the list by saying, and if, uh, if you owe honor, give honor. And friends, uh, today, uh, honor is due. And at the risk of embarrassing Keith and And Jeff and the rest of you from Red River, uh, I just want to take a minute and give some honor, because honor is due. And I want to begin with you, Keith. Um, Jeff kind of already told you a little bit of my story, how I met met Keith, but it was back in 2012, whenever um, my family moved into uh, Central Austin to begin helping plant Midtown Church, and we moved just three blocks from here, 48th and Red River, which is right down the road. And one of the first things I did was whenever we settled in was to uh, reach out to the pastors in the area, as Jeff said, and, and say, uh, hey, would you mind getting together with me? Because I am a rookie pastor and I don't know what I'm doing. And if, uh, see if there's any other pastors that would share their wisdom with me and tell me what, you know, what it's like to try to reach the people in central Austin with the good news of Jesus. And so I reached out to the pastors. Keith was the first one that responded back to me. We went and grabbed lunch, and during that lunch, three things became extremely evident to me right away. First is that Keith loves Jesus. The second thing is that Keith loves the people of Central Austin. He longs for them to know Jesus. You get a picture of that just a second ago. And the third thing is, is that Keith loves the church of Austin. 
the capital C church. And then it was clear to me that he loved Red River Church also in that lunch. But as an incoming church planter, didn't know if the other pastors would feel any kind of sense of territorialism or like competitiveness or like, who's this young buck and hold me at arm's length. And, you know, I, like I didn't get that at all. Keith is, and you've already heard Dan Davis's name said a couple of times this morning, but Keith is a disciple of Dan Davis who has taught and taught well, taught appropriately, taught in a God-honoring way. There really is only one church in Austin. And I got that sense from Keith in that lunch. And brother, I was so uh, encouraged off of that lunch. And I was, uh, I just felt your hospitality and your warmth. I left that meal uh, praising God for Keith. And here I am, uh, 10 years later, still praising God for Keith. And brother, I, I would say with great confidence that uh, you uh, have blessed more people and in more ways than you uh, realize. And we just want to thank you for your service, your faithful service to our Savior, to your brothers and sisters in Christ, and to the people of Central Austin. And it's our joy to honor you today. Will you join me in honoring Keith? <laughs> Keith, if you're, if you're like me, you both in, uh, appreciate that and hated that at the same time. So thanks for bearing with, with that. Now, Jeff, it's your turn. <laughs> so... Um, as Jeff mentioned, I have not known Jeff for as long as I've known Keith, but when I think about Jeff and having gotten to know him over this uh, fall, uh, there's one passage in Scripture that comes to my mind, and it is found in 1 Peter chapter 5. In the beginning of 1 Peter chapter 5, uh, the apostle Peter speaks to the elders of the church, and he says this to them. He says, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them. Not because you must, but because you are willing, as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when, Peter ends with this promise, when the chief shepherd appears, speaking of Jesus, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Um, I think about that passage when I think of Jeff, because as he mentioned earlier, uh, he's been an elder for this church for a, a very long time. In fact, like so long that when, when he began eldering at this church, UT actually had a good football team. Like it's been that long. <laughs> and yet he has been faithfully serving as an elder of this church for free all that time. It's not his day job. He works as a professor at UT. He's probably flunked a few of y'all. No, I don't know. <laughs> Jeff, uh, he epitomizes someone serving the Lord willingly, not out of any kind of selfish interest, dishonest gain. Uh, he's an example to this flock. He's been a blessing to me in a huge way over this fall. Uh, praying with him has been a real joy. Getting to know you, Jeff, uh, your character shines through. I know you've been a blessing to this church, and you're a blessing already to Midtown Church. And it's our honor today to honor you and give thanks to God for you. Thank you, brother.
But now I'd like to take a minute just to honor our brothers and sisters of Red River Church. Oh, John 13, uh, Jesus famously said that it, uh, love one another. It's a good, good word there. But just in case we lacked uh, you know, any clarity of what he meant by that, like just have good feelings towards one another, whatever, he, he, he made it clear what he meant when he followed that up by saying, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then he followed that with this statement. He said, by this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Uh, brothers and sisters of Red River Church, it is uh, evident to us that you are disciples of Jesus. That your love and generosity that you are displaying today so powerful and it's such a beautiful picture of the gospel of Jesus. It testifies to your love for him and your love for us. It testifies to the fact that you are truly followers of Jesus. And we just are so blown away and so thankful for your love. We, um, a little bit about Midtown story. Uh, we're, uh, we've been around for eight, a little over eight years. And in those eight years since Midtown was started, we um, have moved five different times. We are basically like the Israelites in the wilderness. We just are like always on the go, packing up, setting up, tearing down, moving on. Like we, it's been that way. And then during those eight years, not only were we moving different locations, but every single Sunday, all those locations that we've been in have been places we've just rented for a Sunday morning period of time. And so we really are doing setup every Sunday. And then we're doing teardown a few hours later that same Sunday. And, and uh, in addition to that, in most of the places where we've met, we uh, haven't had any kids' classrooms since that we've, for most of our time, we've just set up our kids' classrooms in the hallways. And, you know, that's uh, not ideal. And during that time, we, uh, God has been faithful to sustain us over those eight years. But the truth is, the places where we have gathered to worship God have not aided in our ability to do what God has called us to, to live on mission to our neighbors. That's not kept us from it, but it did, we were not aided in it. It felt like actually an obstacle that we had to overcome in order to help us reach the, our neighbors here. Because, you know, dropping off your kids in a classroom is hard. And being worn out before church even begins because we've done all that set up beforehand is, is hard, you know. And so uh, we've had this period of time where we, we, where we have not been aided by the places that we have met. And yet uh, we prayed for and we longed for a place that one day would be ours to call home that would keep us from having to do the setup and tear down. At the same time, we just have a great classrooms for our kids and on and on and on. And, and yet at the same time, we just thought, man, there's just such small likelihood that that will ever happen. We know we serve a big God, but we said, well, like, you know, for a young church to, to be able to, uh, you know, purchase land or a building or something like that and build a church in Central also like that, that's not going to be happening, you know. We, our budget wasn't going to allow for that at all. And so we thought, okay, well, like, how in the world are we ever going to have a place here? Like, it's going to take a supernatural movement from the Spirit of God to make that happen. It's going to take people to be so loving and generous that they would like, like, 
welcome us into their place. It would, it would, take, a, it would take like brothers and sisters of another church to, to take their home and offer it to, to be our home. It, it, would, it would take something supernatural to take place. And friends, that, that's why this is such a big deal to us. It's your generosity, but it's supernatural generosity. It's evidence of God's work in you to bless us. And we're in awe of that. We're in awe of our Savior, his generous heart, and his work through you. And we're in awe of your obedience, your willingness to be the medium that he works through to bring us this. It's amazing. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, at the end of that chapter, he's telling the church in Corinth what the impact of their generous gift is going to be or have on the uh, church in Jerusalem who was undergoing a famine. And so they were, they were collecting some money to, to give to that church in Jerusalem. And, and Paul just says, okay, when you just need to know, here's what the impact is going to be of that. And what he says to the church in Corinth about their generosity just perfectly captures what I'd like to say to you, Red River Church, in light of your generosity. So here's what he says. He says, this service or this act of generosity that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. That because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity and sharing with them and with everyone else. And in their prayers for you, their hearts will go out to you because of the surpassing grace that God has given you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. I want you to know, Red River Church, that that is the effect that your generosity is having on us. That by your service, our need to have a place to call home is being supplied but even more than that, your service is resulting in overflowing expression of thanks to God. And it's leading us to praise him for your obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel. And your generosity is causing the hearts of Midtown Church to go out to you. To remember you in our prayers and to thank God for you. You are a shining example of extravagant and generous love of Jesus. And we want to honor you today. We, we are so thankful for you, Red River Church. Before I close, I, I, I do want to make a couple commitments to you uh, as well. And coming off of what uh, Keith said, we just want you to sing to others. That, um, our commitment to you is to use this blessing to be a blessing to others. To quote 1 Peter uh, chapter 4, verse 10, he says, to, uh, he says, Use this gift that we have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace. See, that's what we want to commit to.
Commit to partner with God to love and serve Central Austin to help people come to know the God that loves them so that they will love him in turn and follow him. That our commitment is to partner with God to see Austin become more like heaven as we and the people around us become more like Jesus by the power of the Spirit and as he works through us as we as his ambassadors make his appeal to, to, to others to be reconciled to him. That's our commitment to you. And I also want you to know that not only do we commit to partner with God in that, but we want you to know that we would love to partner with y'all in that. We would, we would love to continue to uh, work together. Now, what's starting here, that it would not end this Sunday, but would continue. We would, we would love and, and want to just formally invite you to join us, Midtown Church, that we could work together to love God and love our neighbors and love one another. I know that joining a new church family is hard and awkward at times. Who's ever been married was talking about that, stepping on each other's toes and all the grace that's going to be needed in that. If anyone who's ever been married knows that joining a new family is rather difficult at times, and we get that, and yet we want you to know that we'd love for you to join us. We'd love, we'd love to do this together. They give us an opportunity to extend some of the love that you've shown us back to you and give us an opportunity to love God and love our neighbors with you. And that would be a real joy of ours. So we'd ask that you would prayerfully consider that and you feel free to ask any questions that you have about the leadership of Midtown or vision or find out about us. In fact, we're going to try to do an intro to Midtown class in a few weeks. We'll let you all know about that if that's something you'd like to come to and just learn about us. But we, we, we want to be, you know, we want to do this together with you all. So that's our commitment. We're going to do this with God. We want to do this with you all. And the last thing I'll say is that um, the, the reason that this day, the real reason, the biggest reason that this day is so amazing is because, like, yeah, it's an incredible act of generosity that's talking about, but it's generosity that really reflects the generous heart of God. And we honor Jeff, and we honor Keith, and we honor Red River Church, but <laughs> let, let, let me not stop before we honor our Father our Savior, the Spirit, for, their, for our triune God's incredible generosity towards us. I mean, our, our, our Father, who so loved the world that he, what, he, he gave, he gave his one and only Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Like, that's what God is like. I think about how Paul ends that passage in 2 Corinthians 9. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift that what's happening here isn't just at Red River Church. You're supplying our need for a place to meet. But even more than that, you're showing us a great reflection of the very heart of God and it's leading to us being overflowing with thanks be to God. That's what he's like. That though... As Paul would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, uh, the grace of the Lord Jesus that though he was rich, for your sake he became poor so that you through his poverty might become rich. That's what our God is like. And so I want to end in prayer and then let's all stand to our feet and praise God, honor him for who he is and his incredible generosity that we as Red River Church, Midtown Church, can honor him together. Because he's incredible. He's so good. 
He's so much better than we deserve. He's so generous, so loving, so kind, and so great, so gracious. Let's go to him in prayer. Father, you are, you are all that and so much more. You're, you're, you're so much better than we even understand. And yet today is one of those days when we just get a picture of it. And God, we're blown away by your generosity. And we're so thankful for how you've moved through Red River Church to help us see just <laughs> how incredible you are, how generous you are, how loving you are. And God, we pray that what uh, results from this is uh, real partnership as believers, but Lord, also just compelled to help others know you. That in light of, of who you are, what you've done for us, that we would want others to know you and what you've done for them, that they could have the joy of knowing the generous, awesome, great God that you are. Lord, we honor you for, for who you are and what you've done. We honor you because uh, you deserve honor above all. God, may this time right now as we stand to worship you uh, be at least a beginning expression of the honor that you're due. We give you thanks. In Christ's name we pray. Thank you for listening to the Midtown Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this ministry has blessed you. If you would like to support this ministry, you can donate at midtownaustin.org.